There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk and the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 5 of season 4 of The Magicians. Oh my gosh. So this was getting interesting. Just a little bit, yes. So before we jump into all that, let's talk about ratings. All right. Episode 4 brought in a 0.20 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.573 million viewers, making it the 35th overall cable show for the day. Moving up the list here. Not bad. Nope. But once again, our live plus seven days is gone MIA. Yeah, eventually they'll come back. Maybe. Yeah, right. All right. Episode five with the most brilliant recap in history. And I mean what they told us, not our recap. Right. Escape from the happy place. Alice and Quentin confront a dog. There are some flashbacks. Huh? Now you know my sarcasm. (laughs) Really? Really? Can you please hire me, Sci-Fi? I think I can do a better, like, synopsis than that. Right. The recap was not that. All right, let's start with, well, not Elliot. Darth Elliot. Yes, Darth (laughs) Elliot. Margo calls it. Monster. Yeah, there's, like, so many things we can call him, but mostly I'm going to call him Piss Me Off. Yeah. Because we have Darth Elliot. Wanting to know if Q's over being sad. They're still in the diner. Dude, seriously? No. He's not over it. It's his dad. Come on. And, well, it's about Elliot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I just told you your friend's dead. Are you over it? No, it's been about five seconds. Yeah. Q's like, no, not really. But, well, you're not helpful. I want you to be helpful. What is this? As he shows him, which it almost looks like a rock, but it's a thing that came out of Bacchus. Yep. And he's like, I don't know. And when all of a sudden Darth Elliot is like, well, you're not being helpful. I got a little worried for Q. Yeah, absolutely. And so Q finally you know. comes up with, well, it looks really old, probably from the beginning of civilization, maybe Mesopotamia. Right. So, okay, at least that's some info. And he's like, oh, okay. And then disappears. All right. Well. I guess I'm picking up the check. Yeah. Like like we thought Darth Elliot was going to. But <laughs> Oh, and then we go over to the library. I'm telling you, I thought Alice was going to punch Plover in the face. Oh, it was really close. Because they're following the book and he's just whistling away and being way too peppy with everything. Ugh, he was driving me crazy. I'm telling you. I forgot how much I disliked that character. <laughs> right. And yeah, being this happy about himself is, yeah, it, it's something that's really tough to 
get a handle on and just, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, he keeps telling Alice, oh, well, you should be happy for the stuff that you've done that's good. And Alice is like, no. And all of a sudden he's like, ugh, redemption arc. Okay, you know what, Glover? You're going to get, like, a needle in the eye in a minute. (laughs) Because Alice is going to take you out. And he's telling Alice what she needs to do for the book and the magic. And so she ends up moving where they were supposed to go to a different fountain. And... My question is, did she know exactly the fountain she was changing it to? Absolutely, she did. Okay. Because I'm like, how is she knowing where they are, where they're going, just looking at that map? Yeah. But when they got there, I was like, hold on, why does that look so familiar? Yes. (laughs) Because it's the fountain to the poison room. Yeah. Lover's like, well, this is odd. I've never seen them locked down before. And I don't remember there being a rope there. Is that what Penny used? No. Like, did they tie it off? Yeah, if if there had been a rope there for Penny, he would have been able to get out. Faster. Yeah. Well, she's like, nope, this is it. Oh, here. After she unlocks the cover with magic. I will throw this rope in, so if you change your mind. Okay, well, there might be a rope dangling there, but it doesn't mean he'll be able to get out either. But (laughs) whatever. So he's like, okay, jumps in. Then Alice unties that rope and throws it all in, too. I figured she was going to put the lid on and lock it back up, too. Right, he's like, yeah, let's so just top I. this all off. Yeah, make sure he doesn't ever come back. But no. So who knows? Maybe there will be a way that Plover figures how to get out before he dies. Right. Or somehow, because she gave her word, is this going to come back and bite her? It kind of did. Yeah, true, true. All right, let's head to Fillory now. Oh, what a mess they have. Oh, my gosh. So High King Margot is just so snappy, isn't she? She's like, hey, 23. Yeah. Can I get a ride? He's like, I'm not your Uber. <laughs> Great It's line. like, oh, my gosh. It was so It was so funny because just listening to their back and forth, it's like, all right, you have to remember this is not the penny that we had originally right and he's like this third persona that we've gotten but i love that he's just like whatever because he's really similar to our original penny but just a little bit different yeah cracking the comment about the eggs and hoping they're from chickens right (laughs) i'm like i would never have thought of that right and it's like oh my gosh because of course margo and penny start arguing and Margo's like, what are you going to do? Go pine for Julia and hope that you can do something for her? And he's like, what are you talking about? You just brought your hook up here. And she's like, Josh is a cook. Better than what we have here. Right? So maybe he's making some more carbs, like big carb balls, right? And just as Fenn decides to come in, which, by the way, Miss Brittany was tweeting with us this last episode. And she kept saying, oh, Fenn's coming. Fenn's coming. Why do you have to mess with us like that? Yeah. <laughs> she weren't even in the last episode. That was not cool. Yeah. And this makes two episodes without Katie. Yeah. What's up with that? Right. What's happening? I'm wondering how bad Katie screwed up with that card and everything. But right. I'm sure that's coming soon. So we do finally get Fen. And she's like, hey, you're here. Where's Elliot? Ah, crap. Yeah. Because Penny decides to like zip out. And then we cut to Margot 
and Fen there, like, it seems that Fen had been crying for quite some time. Absolutely. And she's like, I think I'm finally okay. And she's like, yeah, it's only been two hours. Yeah, two short hours. Right. Yeah, right, Come on, Margo. <laughs> I was like, dude, not cool. But when Fen asked, you know, how long Margo has been crying, my heart kind of hurt. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you've seen Margo this whole time, and it's only been five episodes, but, or, well, four, I should say. And she's been really stoic. And you just see a tear slip out here and there. Right. And when she says, I can't afford to, I have a country to run. And, oh, I mean, how did she say it exactly? If I start crying, I'll never stop. Yeah, this is later on. Okay, yeah. Yeah, She basically says that she's been real busy. I was, like, freaked out. Oh, yeah. It's like you don't realize Mm -hmm. that she hadn't really cried over it. Right. But then they're all dealing with it differently. Right. Hmm. And before Margot can leave, because she was about to take off to go get her birth box, which we keep hearing about this birthright box. It's like, uh, starting to wonder what the heck's in it. Right. But before she takes off, Rafe's like, can you come talk to her slowness? She's been down and she's not speaking to me. And I'm like... Who? Oh, yeah, Abigail the Sloth. (laughs) I forgot for a minute. And she's like, I'll be back. I got to go take care of this box thing. Right. And apparently Rafe and Fen speak. And they're going to just be sad in each other's arms, too, for a little while. But nothing weird and sexual. No. Just just sad. But it gets weirder. Yeah. (laughs) As Margot returns with their birth box. And gets surprised by Finn, who's underneath a pile of Elliot's clothes. All right. I honestly thought that it was going to be Finn and Rafe. Right. Like like they had sex. Right. But that's not the case. No. I was a little relieved. Yeah. A ceremony that a widow performs once she's lost her husband. Is right lying in their bed underneath all his clothes. That's kind of strange, but you know, hey, whatever. It's stranger. <laughs> yeah, because you know, Margot's like, "Hey, I need a locksmith," and she's like, "Everyone's gone for the day except the carpenters building the altar of remembrance." And so she's off, like, "Okay, I will go have one of the carpenters open this, whatever it takes." And Finn's like, "I didn't see you at the bare-breasted laments." Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, there's the stranger right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Margo tells her, my breast can <laughs> lament covered. I'm just like, what is happening in Fillory? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you're right. This is when Fen's like, have you cried yet? And Margo says she can't cry out all the sadness because she would be crying forever. Because once she stopped, it would never. Once she started, it would never stop. Right. And I have a kingdom to run. And I don't know, I mean, Fen didn't look offended, but she just, she looked almost sad for Margot. Right. Is that she's not and letting herself hurt. grieve. And That was just so sad, though, because I'm thinking about it. It's like, yeah, you lose your best friend. And the problem is you haven't completely lost him where you really can grieve. Right. Because you have, yeah, Darth Elliot, like, in your face. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I would do in that, that position. Right. It'd be very difficult, and, that's for sure. Yeah. And 
when you're trying to kind of wrap your mind around that and think, Rafe comes in again. Yeah. <laughs> the Royal Sheep Choir have also gone silent. What? Does this have something to do with Bacchus? Or what Darth Elliot took? Or what could it be? That's a really good question because, well, because Rafe claims that all the talking animals have been struck dumb, it could be because of Bacchus and his increased opium in the air. It could have affected the animals because they aren't used well, to being high. <laughs> right. Well, when the carpenter opens the box and we find that it's like a talking lizard of legend. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we, you know, Rafe's like, all of them have been struck dumb. What if it was whatever Bacchus had inside him right. that Darth Elliot took, took is somehow connected? It could be. Very well I mean, we don't be. know, which is kind of weird. Right. And then Margo's like, you know what? I'm going to perform a, was it a ritual from Earth? I'm going to pop an ambient and sleep till noon and, you know, nobody bother me. Right. <laughs> it's like okay i can't handle it i'm out and i'm thinking okay let's hope something doesn't affect you too much you know yeah. ambient and fillery who knows what the heck's gonna happen really ah <sighs> so let's see who do we have left because we have all this craziness happening all over the place right well let's check we in. have <laughs> team goddess here as Shoshana is working with Julia when Penny pops in, ready to run diagnostics, but they inform him they have already been completed, but they were inconclusive. And Shoshana puts Penny in his place about his lack of diagnostic knowledge, and he leaves. And that was a pretty good smackdown Shoshana put on him. Right? Shoshana looked like, uh, you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, Penny was just kind of ticked. Just a little bit. So Shoshana asks, Julia about any wards or protection spells after she removes them, and Julia yeah. informs her that she needs them to stay hidden from Irene McAllister. Maybe you ask before you're like, oh, oops, what? Yeah. <laughs> Shoshana says, oh, I'll protect her, but not fast enough as Iris shows up. Iris is not the same nice person she was when julia first became a goddess she's a snarky mean old hag she was yeah she was something else yeah she doesn't like having the monster let loose and them having to worry about it and she wants julia to help trap the monster and then maybe give some more information is what i'm thinking oh absolutely and basically she gives them a bloodstone that they've got to drain the blood out of, and it'll keep the monster from traveling, and they can get him back to Black Spire, which is made of that type, same type of material. And she wasn't very nice to Julia. Oh, no. Because she's like, don't do what you did to get into this and screw everything up. Right. Except Julia wasn't the one who messed this up. No, not at all. And she tells Julia that she'll be watching. Just to make it great. So, yeah. So, you either get the monster to Iris or we lose Julia. Yeah, because she calls her the, the worst of both human and God. Unable to do anything. Right. Oh, she was so annoying. And I kind of want, like, Irene to show up and the monster to take Irene out, though. Right. That would be nice. 
So we cut over to Penny, who's sitting on a bench in a park when a guy joins him who asks him if he's Penny. Now, is that the same guy who went up to... Oh, crap. What was her name? The one whose apartment we're in. Why am I blanking? Marina. Is that the same guy? No. Because it looked like it's me. Okay. Okay. I don't think so. But, yeah, it might be. And Penny asks him if he knows him, and the guy jabs a needle into Penny's neck, which knocks him out. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, just what we need. We've got enough trouble as it is, and now Penny's going to end up being missing. Right. And that's the only way anybody can travel back and forth anywhere. This is Yeah, nobody's good. getting to Fillory. That's right. Margot's not getting back to Earth either. Oh, great. And she needs to know that Elliot's still alive, of all people. Uh, right. Yeah, because we're trying to figure out how to get the blood from the stone. And they literally have to, like, milk this thing. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? You can't get blood from a stone is a saying for a reason. Right. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. But Q's kind of doing it, just not super awesomely. Right. Like, one drop at a time. Right. And, you know. I loved how Shoshona was so against the plan. She does not like Iris, and it all goes back to something she had Bacchus do that he would never tell Shoshana about. Which really makes me wonder what the heck happened. Yeah. Hmm. They do finally agree to do it. And like well, they don't said, really have a whole lot of choice. No. Hugh gets one drop of blood out and Darth Elliot reappears. <laughs> they quickly... are so bad at acting nonchalant. I know. It's just like, do-do-do, I'm just going to put this down and pick up a book. book. What are you doing? Looking at books. Yeah. Oh, I hate books. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? But Darth Elliot shows them that when he focuses his power runes appear on the stone oh okay so of course julia suggests that they go to break bills to look for information on the runes well that's good get darth elliot out of the apartment so q can finish milking the cow right but i was like is he gonna stay gone right yeah the odds are not real good that Darth Elliot's not just going to pop back in at any time and kill everyone. Q, Q right then and there. Right. I don't care what's in the book. Yeah. It means nothing. Of course, Q's back to working on the stone when Alice shows up at the door. Which surprised me. Well, she knew exactly why? where he was because of his book. Oh, the book. That's right. I was going to say, why is she able to do such so much magic, though? When, like, nobody else seems to have Enough the juice. Power, right. Well, I think they've got a coin in the apartment, so to get uh, some. Because they also have to have that protection spell to keep Irene from finding them. Oh, uh, right, right. So Q won't let her in until she tells him that she was locked up but escaped and got their books changed. But he's going to die in two days. And, of course, Q yeah. still goes, ah... Uh, What's going on here? Why should I believe you? And then she recites the plan to him, and he kind of goes, oh, okay. (laughs) Right? And he's like, well, if you think you can get this done faster, and we can change something, and then the ripple effect. Right. And so she's amazing. Oh, yeah. and She does the same thing (sighs) Quentin does, and boy, it just that thing just starts flowing. 
I'm wondering if because the librarian wanted her, like if somehow she's tapped into more magic than the rest anyway. Could be. Very well could be. So at break bills, Darth Elliot is complaining about hating books and wants to leave as Shoshana announces that she has found something. Shoshana, do you not know what we're doing here? Yeah. (laughs) It's a stall tactic. Yeah. And of course, Julia looks at it and informs Darth Elliot that it isn't what they are looking for. Darth Elliot stomps away and Julia informs Shoshana that they need to stall him. And Shoshana begs Julia to let her stay with her. Right. I I mean, oh my gosh. It's making me wonder what the heck Bacchus did to his main ads. Right. Since she was like so freaked out. It's like, no, I'm not sending you away. It was just like, no, we just have to be more careful. Right. And, well, I don't think because the monster took out Bacchus, I think Shoshana is trying to keep Julia as safe as possible, but she didn't quite pick up on what they were doing, taking Darth Elliot to the Breakbills library. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's why she didn't want to go back to the apartment like Julia first suggested. I gotcha. But Julia agrees to... Let her stay, but she's got to stay out of the way. Like that's going to happen. Right. So, of course, we see Alice doing her magic and turning the faucet on the stone. And Q informs her that she can leave as the plan has been moved up to today. It's like, dude, quit trying to push away the person. I understand. And, And we even have this out right now. Right. He's like, we got too much stuff happening. My friend's dead, but I see his face because he's right there. And he's like, I don't have time to deal with you and what's going to happen with us. And she's like, listen, I understand that. I screwed up, but I can be there in case something happens because you're going to get distracted by a dog that wants to play. And then this is when you're going to get killed because Darth Elliot just shows up and knows that you're up to something and just bam, you're done. Right. And she's like, I'm trying to save your life. I even sent Plover to the poison room. And it's like, what? Yeah, that just destroys Quint. Right. He's like, oh, my favorite author. Dude. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> let's back up. Let's you not go know, there, Quentin. <laughs> you know what happened. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He can't be your favorite author after knowing that. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. You know exactly what he did. He caused the beast. So. Right. This whole thing is just not good. No. And so Alice tells him that if he will let her help, she will go to whatever world the book tells her to go and stay there. Quentin asks if she promises, and she does. Okay. Yeah, again, probably not a good thing. No, probably not. So let's go over to Team Happy Place. As Elliot (laughs) is back in the physical kid's house... Showing Todd how to make their signature cocktail. Yeah, and first I'm like, wait, what's going on? Exactly. He and Margo have some time to get, well, actually, before we see him and Margo together, there's a knock on the door. Todd asks if he wants to get it. Elliot says no. Which makes me wonder if he had gotten the door previously. Right. And he and Margo have some time together, just like old times, but the knocking on the door keeps interrupting them. Margo wants a drink, and we find out that Todd's first name is Elliot also. Oh, my gosh. That was that odd. Was <laughs> right. He's like, uh, no. 
Yeah, no. It's like, okay. Yeah, something's not right here. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just thinking, all right, is this happening? Is this him, like, believing? So I didn't know what the heck it was, basically. Right. And Elliot takes the drink to Margot. The door knocks again. Elliot tells her not to answer the door, but she finally does, and something drags her out. I was like, what? What's happening? Yeah. Elliot goes, I was thinking it was something crazy, some other monster. Right. And Elliot goes out after her and finds her with a stranglehold on Charlton. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about you hurting her. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden he, he's like, we need to get inside. And then you hear this horrible screeching sound. It's yeah, like, uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> the ring rates. Like, yeah, 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 let's go. We're cool. We'll talk about it inside. Yeah, they make it back into the physical kid's house, and Charlton informs Elliot that the monster has possessed his body. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was the one that had the monster in him when Elliot shot the monster. Right. They are in a remembrance, and that Margot isn't real, just a memory. Now, of course, Elliot isn't buying that until Charlton tells him, Close your eyes and imagine she's not there. He does that. He opens them and Margot is gone. Uh-oh. So Charlton informs him that this is the place of Elliot happy memories. And this is their safe zone from the monsters. Well, that's great. But what happened? <laughs> yeah. Can, can you give me some information here? Right. And Elliot thinks Charlton is there to break him out, but Charlton informs him that there is a door, but the monsters will come. Well, Elliot wants to find a way to get a message to his friends. Yeah, basically when he's slipped and it's like, well, yeah, there's a door. There's a hidden door. Right. Oh, really? This is not going to be good. So, of course, Charlton says it's a memory that he won't want to remember. Well, Elliot says, come along for a stroll down memory lane. So Elliot takes Charlton to the place of his greatest trauma, where he ends up killing a bully using magic. And Elliot doesn't see a door, and Charlton points out that there's someone there to comfort him. And Elliot says that it's his best and only friend, Taylor, which, of course, he's another memory, and Elliot thinks he knows where to go. So they end up in a gym where Taylor is getting beaten, kicked by a bunch of boys, including a young Elliot. Now, apparently... I thought that was going to be Elliot on the floor. Right. I did, too. And because they were using gay and a bunch of slurs about being gay, and, you you know, I thought it was Elliot, too. But no, it was Taylor. And Coach breaks it up. Then the monsters show up. Killing the coach, allowing Elliot and Charlton to escape. Lucky them. Right. I was like, oh my gosh, the gym teacher can see the monsters. And he's like, oh, you're going to have to get a pass. (laughs) And that's the end of the gym teacher. Now we get back to Elliot's happy place and we see him looking at a chalkboard full of all his regrets. And Charlton wants... him to stay put but elliot is determined to let his friends know he's still alive and figures out that he needs help with this and brings in the memories of Margot, q and finn at specific times when they were their bravest 
I thought that was pretty nifty. And oh, yes, yes, I did use that word. Because <laughs> Margot as the Welters captain yes. was unreal. Yeah. So they visit bad haircuts, sexual issues, and betrayal of friends by accident and on purpose. Oh my gosh. That board was hilarious. Yes, it was. <laughs> and when they get to the point where Elliot puts Margot in the dungeon, they still don't see a door, but they hear the monsters. And of course, Finn goes first. And oh gets my gosh. Taken out. That was, that was hilarious as yes. well. <laughs> and then Margot goes to town on this monster. Oh my gosh, Margo. Beating the crap out of it. And she yells at them to run, and they make it back to the happy place, but Charlton has been injured. And it looked like one of those monsters' claws, but it looked like it was the wrong way. Because if you look oh, at like, it, it was pointing out from him. Like it came of, out of him? Yeah, like it came out from the backside instead of getting it in the front and just having it broken off there. So I don't know. Uh, you know what? Now that you say that, but I wasn't sure like how, you know, it like grabbed him or right. whatnot. So yeah, we don't know. We didn't see that. We just saw it standing in front of him. So Elliot asked Charlton when he found his door, what was it? And Charlton replies with the day he left home. Yeah, and I love it. Because all of a sudden Elliot's like, the day you left home, really? That's yeah. when you were freaked out? Right. The thing he regretted the most. Right. And he's like, yeah, that was super scary for me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second. Like, you see, like, some spinning wheels yeah. all of a sudden in Elliot's head. And then Q's like, he says, yeah, you know, sacrificing yourself for the ones you love is what people do. And all of a sudden, it's like, whammo. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Elliot knows. <laughs> yep. So Elliot tells Q to lead the creatures to his puberty and he knows where he needs to go. And we cut to White Spire where we see Q and Elliot talking about their 50 years together. And apparently this was a scene that we didn't get to see originally in that episode. Cause Q I'm glad they did all of it at one time. I hope so. Q tells Elliot that they work well together and that's... They, they should try it in real life. Elliot tells Q that he loves him, but it's not them when they have a choice. And you go, oh. Uh, yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really? if you really didn't think that you would work out, at least come up with something different than that. Right? Anything different. That was just kind of painful watching that. Oh, yeah. because. Q was all in, even, I guess, after Alice, he just needed somebody that he could trust, and he definitely threw his trust in Elliot, especially after spending 50 years with him. Right. So, Elliot tells Memory Elliot, what the hell are you doing? And when he apologizes there, he's like, Q, I'm sorry, when I'm afraid I run away. Right. And this was something that was real, and... Right when that happens, and he goes and he kisses Q, I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. And then you hear the door. Yeah. And Elliot gets up and opens it. Because as this is happening, 
the same time we have the plan going into effect, and I'm just like, oh god, oh god, what what's happening? Go wrong? No, <laughs> what's gonna go wrong? Because you know it will. I was freaking out, and this is when we have Q and Alice at the park, and Q's like, listen, you can go because Julia should be coming back, and don't worry, I got it, and. And Alice is like, I can help. I can do this just in case anything goes wrong. And suddenly here comes a dog that's chasing the ball. And Alice is like, this is the distraction. Oh, my God. Get distracted. (laughs) And Q was so, Q was just being himself. He just couldn't get out of it gracefully at all. Right. (laughs) He's so awkward. Yeah. So Darth Elliot, Juliana, and Shoshana show up in the park. And Alice had kind of sidled out behind them on like a right. bench. And she's the one who had the blood from the stone. And they're walking up to Q. And suddenly Darth Elliot says hi, convulses. And then this is when real Elliot pops in. It's like, no, what's going to happen? Right. Don't let Alice kill the monster and Elliot. It would never be. Oh my gosh, nothing would be right. No. I mean, it's like I still made a big enough mess now, but that would just, they'd probably kill her right there. Just right. And he's like, I'm still here. I'm still inside. And, but, you know, he's 50 years who gets proof of concept like that line to prove to Q that it is him. Right. And he's like, what? And what's he say? Peaches and plums. Yeah. And that's when hits him in the shoulder and it's like, well, yeah, Darth Elliot wouldn't do that. <laughs> right. It was like, oh my gosh. So Q kind of moves Elliot and Alice had thrown the blood, which douses Q. And I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? What's Iris going to do? Yeah. And right when that happens, then suddenly Darth Elliot, Elliot is back and he disappears. And that's when Iris shows up and tries to be a giant witch. Yeah. Says, you've screwed up again, Julia. Time for you to go. Tries to kill Julia, Julia, but Shoshana steps in front and she gets sliced. And suddenly Elliot, Darth Elliot, is behind Iris. And he's like, oh, good. And grabs the other piece from inside of Iris. Okay, great. This is going not well for us. Exactly. And of course, Darth Elliot thinks... They were trying to trick him, but Alice... Which we know they were. Yes. First Alice, and then Q and Julia all pitch in and are able to convince Darth Elliot that this was their plan all along to get Iris for him. And Julia shows up with the picture from the book and tells him that the pieces might be his body. Darth Elliot looks at it, says impressive, and disappears. And... Of course, Alice is like, what the hell? <laughs> What's that all about? And Q tells him, Elliot is still alive. They kind of looked at him like you're crazy, but I think they were giving benefit of the doubt. Right. And so we see Q and Alice in the apartment waiting for the book to let her know where she is going to go. And oh, and then Juliana walks in with some Chinese food. Yeah. And Alice is like, I was just going to leave. And she gets the double bird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think it's bad enough trying to get Q to forgive you? You just found out what everybody else in the group thinks of you right there and then. 
Well, plus, because of Alice, Shoshana is dead. Right. And, and so Juliana is like, what the hell? I really don't know what to do. There's no more main ads. Right. And Julia gave up her god powers to get magic back, and Alice screwed that up. Right. So, yeah, that's the one person you don't want <laughs> to try to uh, get to forgive you anytime soon. I mean, she's going to have to save the whole group at the very end to come even close. Right. To get into that discussion between Alice and Q. And, of course, Alice wonders if Julia knew that she just saved his life, and Q tells her that she didn't because he hadn't thanked her yet. Q wonders if the monster is building a body that maybe they can save Elliot. And, of course, Alice wants to help. And Q says, nah, you could save my life 50 times and it wouldn't change a thing. He loved her, but he couldn't trust her. And it's done. And this is just so sad. Oh, it's heartbreaking. He slides the book over and tells her goodbye. Right. And this whole time, she's just on the verge of tears. You just see them, like, kind of hanging in her eyes. Right. And I'm like, come on. We all know we need Alice. Don't send her away. And where are you sending her? (sighs) I can't. she takes the book and leaves, and you just go, (laughs) Dude, come on. Oh, man. I, I can understand Q's point of view, but... At the same time, if you really, really loved her like you say you did, which I believe he did. Right. I, I do, how too. How you not forgive her? Uh, that was just, like, heart-wrenching. Yes. I mean, so you got, you had Alice and Q. You had the Elliot and Q scene that just ripped your heart out. Oh, my gosh. That was so bad, especially when you see it, like, extended out like that. Right. And then you had the Margot and Finn scene where she couldn't cry. And you just go, oh, my God, you guys are killing us here with the emotions. It's like, I'm going to turn this knife just a little bit more. Yeah. Let's add some salt, too, to that wound. All right. Oh, God. The next thing with with Katie not knowing what's happening with her. Right. And not knowing with Penny. I mean, first of all, how's Katie going to react? You know, Penny's MIA. Right. And I'm just like. behind it. You think? Anything's possible. Oh, my gosh. With the way Katie all of a sudden took charge there, she could be playing, just went all Marina on us. You know, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She could just be going, all right, I'm taking all the power and. The rest of you can just go jump in the lake. I'm going to get my penny back. Huh. Oh, my gosh. Just because you said it's Penny, what if this is somebody who works from the library or working with Irene? Now, there's so many questions that I have. Right. Yeah. We don't know. Great. Anything's possible. (laughs) You're right. It is absolutely anything at this point. Well, what do you guys think? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y. And let us know what you think about this episode, the season, the series, the books, how close they match up. We'll happily read your thoughts on air. While you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, and we hope you're enjoying the podcast. And we'd like to thank all the new listeners that we have over on Podbean. I know we've got a bunch that popped up on there. Thank you guys for joining us. And, of course, 
and all of your roamings on the interwebs. If you want to check out our website, www.fangirlzone.com, you'll see all the random bits of information we put up there along with our contact info. So you can tweet with us and Facebook us and everywhere else that you're finding us. We're probably there. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Whatever you say, Jack Shepard. And until next time.